is Total Spot Fest. Welcome. Thank you for joining. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. We do appreciate it. JJ Brownlee, Jamie Faulkner coming at you with a very special review of AEW's Full Gear Pay-Per-View. So, Jamie, how have you been, man? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, enjoyed that Full Gear. That's all I got to say about Ooh, that. I can't wait to talk about it. Full Vulgar's goody, yeah. So uh, for those of you uh, kind of trying to catch up here, I know that we had said recently we're only doing weekly pay-per-views, and that's true, but we're going to do these pay-per-view specials. So we got lots to talk about, a ton of good stuff to go through on the pay-per-view. We're going to review everything. We're going to give you our thoughts, kind of dig into the deep of it. And maybe most importantly, maybe we got to talk about a title belt. Now, not one of the ones that might have been decided on the show, but one of the ones decided as per our competition for the show. So, yes, the AEW toy title, the Total Spot Fest pay-per-view pick championship is on the line. Can, I say uh, somebody, but can I take it off of Megan? <laughs> Megan Faulkner, the tyrant, the... The, the 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 pseudo belt collector who doesn't watch very much wrestling other than AEW at all, but mm-hmm. has mo- most like defeats has been solidly defeating us for years. I think he's only ever lost one AEW pay per view. That was to I me. That's, that was to me too. It's been in the yeah, Faulkner household. He's only, he's only ever lost it once since we started doing this before we even did the podcast. Like that's how that's how embarrassing my plight is. But we got a shot here, so. Uh, we will. You can follow along. Uh, and it, for those of you listening and watching, thank you for for doing so. We do appreciate it. Follow along as well. If you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Give us a big like while you're down there. It helps us out. If you're listening to us on your favorite podcast provider. Go give that subscribe. Uh, you tweet us at Total Spot Fest on Twitter. You can follow us along on our website www.totalspotfest.com. All the plugs here. There you go. All right. <laughs> Just want to get those out of the way so you're gonna see right here we have our pay-per-view record and as you as you as i i was just proclaiming there uh, one person has a very good record a winning record and two people do not and one person has a really bad record Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. even though he probably watches the most wrestling of anybody because he has no children or wife and you know this is his life right yes Ah. so you want to start off by we're going to run down our picks, right, Jamie? Yes, I figured that would probably be the the best way to start to make sure everybody understands where we were, our thought process, all that good stuff. Absolutely. So you got you got the card and you got our little document in front of you there, Roger. Run down and give what our picks were. Yes. So for the very first match of the night, um, which was the buy-in, we had um, Jamie Hader. And uh, Nyla Rose versus um, why am I blanking all of a sudden? Uh, Thunder Rosa and Hikaru Shida. Do you, do you not do you not have the, I have the sheet it. in front of I you? Had there? It. it just was not coming up. <laughs> you just, yeah, you're having trouble reading. I get. Yes. I understand. It was it's like tough it sometimes. was like taking forever to load. I'm like, come on! I just had you up. So um, in that match, all of us went with Thunder Rosa and Hikaru Shida. Okay, so we'll get into who who was right there. Um, mm. So the next match was Darby Allen MJF, and I was the only one who went different on this. Megan and JJ both went MJF. I went Darby just because of how things were ended, and I just had this feeling. Um, 
we'll find out if I was right or wrong. Which you, if you've watched, you know where I was. Um, then after that, we have the tag team titles, Lucha Bros versus FTR. All of us thought Lucha Bros were going to win that one. The Eliminator Tournament Finals for the number one contender spot for the AEW uh, World Championship of Miro versus Brian Danielson. The only person that was different was JJ. Both the FWO members picked Brian Danielson and JJ picked Miro. Was it going to be Miro's day? Who knows? <laughs> and then I see what you did there. Like, All right, I see you. Um, then I see you. Then after that, we have Jurassic Express with Christian Cage versus the Super Click of the Young Bucks and one Adam Cole Bay Bay. And all three of us picked the Super Click, which I figured one of us might not, but you know we'll get into that in just a little bit. After that, Cody Rhodes and Pac versus Malachi Black and Andrade El Idolo. Uh, once again, the FWO picked Codelander and Pac, uh, and JJ picked Andrade and Malachi Black. I want to pause you right here, uh-huh. because moving forward, Jamie's going to finish the card for you, but spoiler, we all chose the same picks for the last four matches. Mm-hmm. So... There's three distinct op- possibilities because there's three different matches where we differ. And because of the differences between Jamie and Megan, those three matches are going to determine everything as whether we go to some form of tie or it comes down to me and Megan. It can't really come down to me and Jamie. It would have to be a tie for us to get there, a multiple-person tie. Yeah. But just want just to throw that out there. If you've already watched the show, you can deduct, you know, you can, all right, you can figure it out. Just bear with us, okay? Trust me. Yeah, and Megan and I were only different on one. So that was the big thing. Really? We were only different on one, and that was the MJF Darby Allen match. Um, exactly. But you and I were different on three. Or four. No, three. We were different on, on three. two. No. On three. On no, three. Yeah, we were different on three. I was different with Megan on two. That's correct. So we we figure out pretty quick who wins. Um, but after this, Tay Conti versus Britt Baker, DMD. And we all pick Britt. CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston. We all pick CM Punk. Uh, Inner Circle versus Man of the Year and American Top Team. We all picked Inner Circle. And then for the championship match, we all picked Adam Hangman Page. So those are the picks, ladies and gentlemen. Let's figure uh, out who did- is the winner. We did have a tiebreaker, and I will discuss that later on. So uh, let's reset the count up here. We're going to start all at zero. Mm-hmm. Fresh on the board. Let's go. Let's see what we happen. So uh, full gear starts, buy-in, uh, FYI, Bleach Report Live sucks. If you guys did not watch the show, hate Bleach Report Live so much. <laughs> I had no problems. I had no problem except I got double charged and had to sit for an hour on the phone to get to get a refund, oh, which ended up being that I was like, oh, you need to send an email with your proof of with your with screenshots of your things. It's like, I have you. I finally got you on the goddamn line. Can't I give you these two order numbers and you go click and refund the one back to me? They're like, no, no, I'm sorry. You have to send in. We need we need we need to have screenshots of both of the why don't you have that listed somewhere on your goddamn website, which I definitely scoured while I was sitting there waiting on hold for an hour before the fucking show. Ouch. So I just that. I ordered mine through Amazon because I have a I have a fire TV. So literally I just did it and it does an Amazon purchase. Boop, done. 
It was easy. And it went and it went in through Amazon. Uh, Bleacher Report. Yeah. So you watch it on through Amazon Prime or watch it through the Bleacher Report? The Bleacher Report app on my Fire Stick. Those are the apps. See, I went. Th- See, mine. I went through the website because I was, I was, I was feeling a little bit under the weather on Saturday. I had my, I had my, I had my booster shot on Friday, so I, you know, I was a little bit. I wasn't sick. I didn't hit me hard, but I had a little bit of the eh, grogginess, right? You know, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit of heat, a little bit of a fever and whatever, and you know, chills. And so I just looked like, so I was just sitting in my office the whole time. So I also did it on the website, easy peasy, right? No, <laughs> it was not. It was easy enough to just charge it. Anyway, nothing me bitching. Yes. So let's let's get to the show. The buy-in starts off. So this is, as he says, Thunder Rosa and Hikaru Shida versus Nyla Rose and Jamie Hayter. They're pairing up everybody who's going to be in the second round. Mm-hmm. So this is half of the second round or the quarterfinals of the TBS tournament champion. Uh, the other ones are, of course, Jade Cargill and Red Velvet. And Chris Daniller versus Ruby Soho, a Ruby. Uh, so, yeah, pretty pretty good way to start the match. I mean, this is this is a way, this they got two women's matches and by utilizing the body. I still would like to see them. I think once we actually get a TBS champion, I think we're going to be able to sustain separate storylines. And that has really been, I, I think, the crux of our cry for because they have we've both we we've, we've both agreed uh, that they have the depths now mm-hmm. with the ad people that they have and people that have started to develop and you know Jade Cargill's still not the most polished but she's getting over in her form as she is with Smart Mark Sterling bringing in Ruby a Ruby and others you know I think that they're actually now to a point where they have the roster to do it. I just think they need to have lanes for them to be in and more or less, you know, having that TBS title is going to give them that opportunity. But regardless, still on the buy-in with the second women's match. It was a, it was a good match. It was, it was good fun. It was Jamie, uh, um, Rosa and Sheeta ended up getting the victory. Mm-hmm. Now also on the buy-in. So we all get a point there. Easy peasy. Also on the buy-in something that was interesting. So they had an interview with Dante Martin was interrupted by the acclaim and they're doing this whole big shtick about everybody's asking him to join their stable of some sort right yeah, yeah, yeah. like they kept they kept going up because taz is in a skybox with team taz and he's they're scouting taking notes on all so these dumb. stuff and it's like i'm sorry it was so dumb i i'm so you know we we complained months ago about too many factions right question mark in AEW, mm-hmm. but it seems like they've let a lot of the factions kind of be back you know, you know, back burner storylines. Inner Circle gets together when they need to, but they do their own thing separately, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing with the Pinnacle. Dark Order is just kind of the Dark Order, you know. Super Click is its own in- entity in and of itself, but everybody still is kind of functioning as... So they're not really being faction-dependent as much as they were maybe a year ago, you know, with the everything going on in the pandemic. I don't know why they keep doing this Team Taz. I'm so... Like, Team Taz is just more... Frustrating than anything else. I agree. So totally agree. That was the other bit, and they had on the buy-in. What do you have any thoughts of this match? So this match was the start of many homages to one Eddie Guerrero. So this show was on the anniversary of Eddie Guerrero's death. It has been a long time. Sixteen years, I think that was the date. Yeah, two thousand and five is when he passed. So yeah, sixteen years. Sixteen years, and 
I would not hesitate to say out of the 10 total matches, eight of them had some kind of homage to one Eddie Guerrero. This one started off with um, Nyla Rose doing the the shoulder shimmy and doing a big ass frog splash, which was amazing. <laughs> uh, I, I yeah, I couldn't believe her getting that frog splash off. Not gonna lie, you know, because she's not a high flyer. So. She is not a high flyer, but that thing looked damn impressive, and she needs to put it in a repertoire. Just saying, like a big, she's a big behemoth. Like I mean, that sounds terrible. Like I'm not saying she's fat, but you know what I'm saying. She's just big compared to everybody else, and hitting a frog splash like that could be a new finisher for her. Like a secondary finisher, if you will. I think it's better that I mean, I like the only other thing she does. She has that top rope knee strike when this person is draped over the rope, which is fine and all. But frog splash is great. Is yeah, she needs I, that. I think all I, the time. I think that could be a better move to take too, because I don't think you have as much because with the knee thing, you, if you're off by a by a you know few inches here or there. It could be really bad, yeah, right? Knees on the temple. Frog Splash has a has got a lot of weight coming down, but because of the way the ring is, they can brace for it in a better. I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like it. I, I mean, this match had a lot of good things. It, it, I mean, it did feel a little discombobulated in the beginning, but they got figured out pretty quick. Um, yeah. it was just a fun match. It really was. I love seeing a Kairoshita. Uh, I love the pink in her hair. She looked great. Thunder Rosa always brings it and always looks great. Uh, Jamie Hayter, she has, like we talked about before, she has her stardom hair again, which I, I actually... The rogue hair. Yeah, I liked her better as a full blonde, but this is kind of growing on me because I'm seeing it more. I, I, I just don't like the rogue hair as much. And my best friend's wife, back when we were in college, when I first met her, because it was back in, like, you know, the... 99 2000 right she had the rogue hair because that was that, that was back it. then yeah. right <laughs> i just i don't know ever since then it's just like ah it seems weird hey, whatever. yeah no there was a lot of good in this match but again i think i think it is a good warm-up for the rest because after this match it goes ape shit real quick right well it's you know and the crowd was crowd was fully in they were there for the buy-in which is great, you know, and, you know, it, it definitely gives you that right build. Now, we're going to make a lot of comparisons to All Out, not just because we were at All Out this past year, but for a very important reason, which you're, you're going to quickly realize once we get to the end of this year. So the, the All Out had a very similar sort of tone to it, where their buy-in was the uh, was it Jurassic Express versus... Team ta- whatever is a similar sort of like multi-person match, but mm. it's the same sort of like building crescendo because you know that Tony likes to start hot. Yeah, yeah, and so the next match actually was a little bit of an odd choice when I first saw. It. I'm like, this just seems like that doesn't fit right here. I felt like that was more mm-hmm. of a middle, and that is MJF versus Darby Allen. That's that's the the initial match, and. Right. Holy shit, match of the night contender. If it wasn't for the main event, this had match of the night written all over it. I mean, I have another match that I put up there as well, but this this card is loaded. But this match was so much better than I could have hoped for. Let's put it that way. Yeah, because it was and I I had high hopes anyway. I love MJF. I think he's a great wrestler, but I don't think he's that let's start him off hot, ladies and gentlemen, wrestler, you know what I mean? Like he doesn't mm-hmm. have that pizzazz in the ring, if you will. He's got on the mic, but he showed it. Like he is made me a full believer in 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 him. Um Darby Allen was probably Darby Allen's best match I've ever seen him wrestle on AEW, to be honest with you. Yeah. 
it was just amazing. So anyway, this match, match of the night contender, it's not, (laughs) but it was a contender. And MJF actually ends up getting the win. And it was, it was great. Like we had so many reversals, so many little things. It was just magnifique. I mean, I had, I, I wrote down here, it was, it was Darby Allen's best wrestling underline match. 100%. And it was. He still did, he still did flippy spinny shit and high stuff, right? And they were, I mean, their, their storytelling was great. The build up for it, we love, first of all, but there was so much emotion on this. It gives you all that good hope. The four pillar stick that was, you know, we talked about and then now they're talking about, which I feel like we should trademark that. No, I'm kidding. But, <laughs> you know, I feel like this is things like this are things that warrant it, that prove it, that you're like, see, yeah, that's what I'm talking about right there. So, because, yeah, my bring it. My one of my favorite things about this whole match, the whole thing was. MJF on Wednesday's Dynamite said he could beat Darby Allen with a headlock takeover. Like right, side, headlock takeover. Side, yep. side headlock takeover. And how does he win? He punches him in the face with the ring and does a side headlock takeover for the win. Storytelling. Storytelling. <laughs> and that was I so I will have to say this about this match. Like I want to say this was not a wrestling match. This Jamie doesn't get a point, by the way. Me and Megan get points. Oh, yes. So, I don't get a point. I lost this one, and I'm okay that I lost this one, which basically damn near eliminates me. But this was art. This match was art. It was not a match. It was art. It was just was... something about it that I can't talk about. Like It will go down as a monumental moment for both these wrestlers as pillars. This is one of those matches that WWE even up until about four years ago, would still put on every once in a while, right? One of those that make you, this is for the love of wrestling sort of thing, mm-hmm. right? It's got a good story behind it. Maybe it doesn't have the biggest build up. This These two particularly, it's only been a few months they've been doing this feud here, but, but it fits. But it's just one of those matches that make you go, damn, that's why I love wrestling. Mm-hmm. Because you get wrestling, but you get so much more with the emotion, the storytelling. MJF staying in character and going dirty, right? Yeah. And they don't actually get any any interference or anything crazy. You know, Wardlow tries to come out, but then Sting stops him. So it keeps it between MJF and Darby, which, let's be honest, if there had been any funny business from the outside, that would have diminished this immediately. Because as good as it was, that's when you that's when you're some of these matches here you can put it in there it's fine but this you want to actually see because they talk about being a better wrestler for weeks mm-hmm. let's see if the better wrestler and of course mjf does mjf things but yeah so i mean this so this will automatically make this feud not end you know i don't know if it continues here i wonder if they just do the good old-fashioned put a pin in it because i feel like wardlow and mjf is about to pop i think this is about the time for it to happen so we'll see. Um, but I know MJF's got some stuff going on on Dynamite, which we get to talk about. But this was so good for both these wrestlers. I can't just speak enough of the storytelling that both these guys put on. Darby Allen's face paint was on point. It was the best damn face paint he's ever had. <laughs> I loved it to death. Best damn face paint. Uh, this okay. is little things. And then, I mean, and for, for once, MJF was in a pay-per-view and didn't look like a carrot. So let's just take that. (laughs) 
So thank you for Jamie's uh, wrestling and fashion review here. We will, we will return shortly. So. <laughs> Hated it. All right, so we got two to one to two going on here. Next match was for the AEW Tag Team Titles between Lucha Bros and FTR. And if you want to see them wrestle for the AAA Tag Team Titles, tune in December for uh, uh, the next Triple Mania show because that's going to happen as well. You're going to get a lot of FTR and Lucha Bros, which I dig, I like, and I, I, I really do like, especially considering this match here. We all picked Lucha Bros, right? So, mm -hmm. um, spoiler alert, they win. So, I'm just going to put the point up there now. We'll talk about it. Now, the match itself, actually, this is one This is one match that had a double Eddie uh, uh, tribute. Lots of Eddie, yeah. <laughs> uh, it started off with FTR doing a Eddie mockery, basically, you know, because mm -hmm. they're mocking the whole thing. You know, they're they're uh, los, los superanas, right? You know, the, the super frogs. And then, but anyway, I can't remember, I think it was Dax is like, starts, gets up there and does the shimmy and starts to do the yeah. Trace Amigos and, you know, breaks it up. And then Penta's like, no, 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 this is how you do it. And he does it, the Los Trace Amigos. And um, once again, Phoenix is not human. I don't know how many times I have to say that for it to stick, but he is not. There was a moment in the match where it's one of the, you know, a lot of times kind of broke down. You have all four people in the ring. They're doing different things back and forth between the four, right? And so they did a thing, did a thing, and then, it, then you know, the other member of FTR comes in. And then from, from your TV screen, this was, and then somebody made a gif of this, which is great. Because literally out of nowhere, fly, I mean, what Penta was outside and he springboarded off the top ropes, but it looked like it was FTR and Penta. And then from out of nowhere, like Spider Man, here comes <laughs> Penta just landing next to him. Like, boom, there's Penta. He was like a okay. superhero coming out of flight. Just boop. It was awesome. Yeah. He was walking the ropes uh, especially well tonight. Some of the things, like, uh, oh my God. So I, I can never get enough of Penta. And. Yeah, everything was great. It, it, the match came down to the end in a very interesting way. So, technically, it was the wrong call on the pen because FTR did this whole thing where they go, you know, it's it's all breaking down, and one person does a finisher, then another person on the other team does a finisher, then the other person on the first team does a finish, one of those, you know, spots, and then FTR ends up outside, and they go underneath the uh, apron, and like, oh, they're grabbing something, right? And they go put on their Super Ranias, the, the green lucha masks, and they pull in cash, I think. And they end up doing their assisted pile driver finisher on him, and first of all, before that, there was about Th good two and a half, three minutes of near fall city just left. Oh, it was it sick. Was. Yes. <laughs> it was, it was just everything you wanted to see just near fall here, near fall there, near fall there, big rig done. Uh, the, you know, the, uh, 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 everything, right? So it ends up with their assisted sit down pile driver on cash, get the pin. Technically cash. Wasn't the legal man. Yes. It was dad. This is not over. So this is not over, or maybe this is just continuation selling for the AAA titles. Either because they're, they're definitely not done seeing each other because of AAA. But yeah, they'll make a winner take all. I'm good with that. And AEW probably get all too. Get all back on Lucha Bros. So yeah, anywho, uh, it's good to see FDR getting featured a little bit more. They kind of got lost in the shuffle there for a hot minute. Mm -hmm. People forget they were the second ever tag team champions. No third. 
Well, Ca- Cash got too. his arm ripped open, and that kind of stalled them for a, a minute. Lately, they did, but after they lost the titles to to the the Bucks, they kind of for like six months just kind of went nowhere in land, right? You know, yeah. they might have had some time off, maybe who knows? But it's good to see them back in the forefront of everything. So, mm-hmm. um, so that's where we stand. So, and as you see here, we got uh, a three, a three, a two, a three, a two. A three. Now, of the next two matches, the two that Jamie is going to talk about here are the ones where myself and Megan differ. Because of the differences with Jamie, he's more or less out of this point here. Yeah, I have one other shot. That's about it. Yeah, because basically, you know, yeah, it's 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 a yeah. He has one shot. I, that's I'm out if uh, Megan runs it. I have a shot against you. Right. I'm out against so, me at this point. You have a shot against me. So, but as it stands with me, I'm looking at this here, and and I know that I'm just doing the math in my head. I'm looking at who we have. I need to get at least one of these two matches to be competitive to push to, at minimum, a tie. Mm-hmm. Keep that in mind. Okay. So, you got next match, Miro. I do. Miro versus Brian Danielson for the AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament Finals. Uh, kind of a long, not not terrible, but still not as long as the like, women's one. Um, I'm not even going to try that. No, thank you. So this match was a hell of a match, and Brian Danielson somehow, some way, pulled it off against Miro. Miro's God has forsaken him again, which gives me and our champion Megan a point. So that makes me tied now with JJ. I thought for sure about three times there, Miro was actually going to do it. Yeah, I did too. There was a couple spots where, oh shit. And then he somehow didn't. And Brian Danielson did Brian Danielson things. I mean, this is, I don't know. I don't know if Brian Danielson's really had a bad match since he's been back, Mm -hmm. first of Mm -hmm. all. He's an, and this was, this was great. He put over Miro wonderfully. Miro the same. I mean, Miro for the first five minutes looked just dominant. Just, just mauling him, right? Which I knew that's not how it's going to end, but it was good for the storytelling. And and dancing, and then we get back and forth. Dancing starts working all the angles and trying to get, you know, the leg and trying to get the neck and then back to the leg and the submissions here. He starts going catch can and then, and then Miro breaks up several times there and is basically begging him to get to hit him you know one of those things you know yeah. the, and oh my god i it came down to it i really thought that miro was gonna win when he got that when he had the the the, the game over in the second time oh yeah, yeah same same yeah i love that moment like you're talking about when he was have having brian danielson just kick him on the side it was straight up like tong po from kickboxer <laughs> and you know he's such a big movie buff on that kind of stuff too like his whole persona is been chong lee from Bloodsport. which by the way there's a new Bloodsport redo coming out which looks absolutely amazing that has jean-claude van damme <laughs> and the guy who played um chong lee but anyway I funny you funny you say that his nickname for the longest time when back when he was in wwe and on up up down down before up the whole like, up up down down controversy going on now right but when he was on there I mean, for the longest time, he was Roman Reigns. That was his. That was his nickname because Roman Reigns never loses. But yeah, I he, uh, <laughs> he 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 then changed his name to 
Kong Poe. Yes. And so, like, that whole moment, like, I don't know if anybody's watched Kickboxer. Mm -hmm. If you haven't, you absolutely should. It's on... Audrey, my youngest, is top five movies. It's it's behind Super Troopers <laughs> and Bloodsport. Um, but anyway, she Audrey now quotes Super Troopers. I kid you not. It is one of the most glorious things of all time. That's my girl. But it, Hell yeah. But anyway, so like that just was a great call out there to to Tong Po. Like it was just it man, like it was great. And the thing too is like when he got the guillotine, I was like, oh shit. Like, is he gonna tap? Is he gonna tap? I thought he was gonna pass out. Right? I thought oh, he was gonna pass, pass out, out. And he wasn't gonna tap, which would still make him strong, because you know he has a weakness of the head. And it was just oh, such a damn good match. It was it ended up being a DDT from the top rope, which led into the guillotine. Yes, and and then they called it pretty quick there, really quick, like. That surprised me a little bit because usually, like, you, you want the fight or anything. Like, it was like damn near he's in. It was like done. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> he he might just been like, that's it. Let's just go. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Go but, we got we got um, we got we'll have thirty seconds. Sorry. So our predi- our predictions of possible CJ sighting mm, not happened. Not um, and where does this leave Miro? So this puts Brian Danielson as the number one contender, or as as somebody with a guaranteed title shot. I think that's what it. Mm-hmm. He's not the number one contender, although he'll technically be listed as number one contender, which I think. Okay, I'm splitting hairs here, but anyway, he gets a title shot, and what do we do with Miro now? Where does he go here? I have, I have a theory, of course. You want to save it till we announce some other matches, or do you have? Oh uh, no, this this, this would be good. So, uh, go. so another team. So there's another team or a faction, if you will, that is starting to form. It's starting to become a thing. It has an unholy alliance. We're going to talk about it here in a minute, but the House of Black. Okay, okay. Because God has forsaken okay. him. He's going to turn dark, if you will. To become the Dark Redeemer. The Dark Redeemer. The House of Black. I just got giddy there for a second. Right? I'm like, like just think about him. Him, uh, Malachi Black, and Andrade El Idolo all together. And then you add like a, a, a woman to that, like Abaddon, and then somebody else. Like, that would be... Buddy, Buddy, Buddy Matthews. <coughs> well, Buddy Matthews is in New Japan, but I would be I would be game for that. I know, I or, know. Or one, Wyndham Rotunda, because evidently the, the rumors are a swirling that they are actually talking, but not talking, if you know what I mean. They can't say that they're talking. They're talking about not. He's, okay, I'm going to rumor kill that right now, because he may show up in AEW sometime next year. He's currently in Hollywood film. Yeah, yeah. yeah some horror projects. So he's got, and the thing about him, he has, he's so creative. He has all these other outlets. I think he's going to take some time and just fuck around with some of that for a bit. Yeah, I mean, he has been on TV since WrestleMania. Maybe we see him. Maybe we see him at All Out next year. I know that Impact's still trying hard to get him. Um, so maybe Slammiversary if he goes to Impact. You know, but I don't think we're going to see him. I don't think we're going to see him in the first quarter of twenty two. I bet on wrestling. I think you're right, but I think I think it's double or nothing if it is AEW. Okay. If not, it's Wrestle Kingdom. And I will say it'll be in the first quarter. He he would dominate in New Japan. He, well, they I mean, would love him there. Well, but New Japan has just made so many, you know, they, they've been making moves too. They've got Buddy Matthews, you know. 
Uh, they also have now a new, new, a new relationship with one Mr. Jonah, mm-hmm. who we'll talk about on Thursday. We don't want to yeah. stream too hey, far. Hey, but they got the yen. I, they got the yen. Spend the yen. Give me some yen. <laughs> All I'm saying is that I like that idea of putting him there. I don't necessarily think Miro needs a faction, but I I worry that if he's not necessarily... Because here's what that does for Andrade and Black and Miro altogether. It keeps them in something that they can be... And this is what we talked about our, our whole faction argument from months ago as well. It gives them airtime, gives them a thing to do without being involved in a top storyline. Yep. Because even now, with a second TV show, terrible time slot, but a second TV show, and you got the dark and dark elevation, which get good, you know, good traffic. Really, though, you still have the one main show. You have little bits here and there. And you keep expanding the roster more and more and more. Yeah. Where you get airtime from, you know. And if you're not in a title picture or a big feud, you know, a big draw feud, you're somewhere in the middle of dark elevation, right? Okay. So I think that'd be great for him. And plus, he, your comments. he might be Go taking ahead. some time off anyway because he has got that that quad injury or hamstring injury that he he's been nursing. Like that thing was taped up he pretty do. hard. I think it, I think his shoulder I think his shoulder is like long term been jacked up too, so it could probably use some scoping or something. I'm sure. Yeah, we'll see. So, um, give us your thoughts. What would you like to see, Miro? Fancy book, Miro, for us. Give us a comment. Give us a tweet. Let us know what you think. Rolling right along here. So anyway, remember I said it's one of two matches that I was hinging my bets on. Mm-hmm. So we all picked the super click on this next match, which means it comes down to this. Because of the way things are shaping up, Jamie can't beat Meg. I cannot. And I can only tie Meg. So this match doesn't factor into that. The Super Click versus America Top Team and Men of the Year. The next match does. So keep that in mind. Now we all picked Super Click here. This is the Minneapolis Street Fight. Nope. That's the wrong thing. This is the false count anywhere. Yes, this is oh. false count anywhere. I have I mean let me start over because I fucked this all up. This is the Super Click versus the Jurassic Express and Christian Cage, not America Top Team. No. I don't know where I am anymore. <laughs> I'm so focused on being Megan, I'm getting distracted here. This goddamn 15-year-old health spawn of a child who just masculates me on a on a quarterly basis. It's just not even fair anymore. All right, I got a chance. I got a shot. I got a shot. Mm-hmm, All right, mm-hmm. so... Christian Cage, Jurassic Express for a super click in a Falls Count Anywhere match. And if you wanted a spot fest, you got it. 100%. This was a spot fest. Yes. This was all six, because all six of these guys here. Yeah, Adam Cole, baby, Young Bucks, Christian Cage, to some extent, you know. Uh, but Luchasaurus, who's good. Luchasaurus is almost one of the most over guys in, 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 in AEW, really. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know why, but he is. I love it. And, of course, one of the four pillars, Mr. Jungle Boy. These all guys can go. And they they went. They had all the spots. I didn't even really write down all the spots because there's too many for me to even get to. But you had, there was uh, tables on the outside. And then Matt Jackson did a, he did a, an elbow drop from the top rope over the, the post onto the table of 
Jungle Boy. And it I looked think. just like a Macho Man yeah. one. Like it was perfect. It, they were doing hardcore Macho Man copying. I mean, there was all sorts of stuff. There was you know, tables left and right, chairs all over the place, all sorts of stuff. And then they go under the ring and they pull out JJ's favorite. What makes JJ the happiest whenever he sees just crazy ass spot matches? A big old black bag, thumbtacks. But they don't do them justice. Here's why. Instead of doing what they should do, which is you take you lay them out and you do fucking crazy shit on top of them. Mm-hmm. It's grab two handfuls each while Jungle Boy is in the camel clutch by Adam Cole. Each of the unbooks shoves their handful of tacks into his mouth. They do the run back and forth, run back and forth, kiss Adam Cole, and then super kick him in the face. Which that was great. It was. But that's all those that bag of thumbtacks saw usage. And that made me sad for a second. Yeah, they made it for it. <laughs> then they get to the really crazy part of the ring. I'm I'm not even kidding you. Like all the stuff that happened in there, crazy ladders, tables, chairs, thumbtacks, all this stuff, right? That was all just like the standard crazy shit. Then they got into the really good crazy shit when they moved up the ramp. Yes, so, I got nuts. Got <laughs> <laughs> crazy. So the ramp, so the ramp here was bigger. Now, um, and once again, I'm not trying to do you know compare, but the at 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 all out it was a very similar stage to like a regular dynamite state right just a longer entrance it was just a little bit longer bigger they had the big video board entrance here so they had the same video board floor for the first third of the ramp here but the stage itself was bigger because they didn't have the usual big like curved cage thing that they have between the two tunnels okay so they had a big tall video board in the middle and then it was like two flat tunnels with like the gear motif on top and just regular entrances one on each side so there's a lot more physical space on the top of the ramp that's important distinction because they utilize all of it every (laughs) last (laughs) they started doing this and all sorts of things done spots on there this and that submissions done broken up crazy spots people being thrown off and then Jungle Boy picks up and choke slams one of the the, the young bucks onto the other one. Lucha Boy, sorry, yeah, sorry. Luchasaurus choke slams one of the young bucks onto the other one down below, along with Cutler and where Cutler and uh, um, uh, Nakazawa are. And there's another couple of, like security guys, so they're, they're trying to pick everybody up. And while they're doing it, Luchasaurus is sitting there and just kind of waiting, and then does a shooting star press off the top of the ramp onto all of them on the floor, and it looked sick. It was amazing. It was, it was my spot of the match. It was, um, even though you had shortly thereafter uh, a very howlet ask attempt to climb the cage by multiple people. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah, I like that. Shout Hallett. out to Howlett. Now, and then Adam Cole. Go ahead. I was gonna say, then you got the Panama Sunrise, and well, then you get Panama Sunrise. Then you get Adam Cole retrieving another black bag, and in this black bag are three knee knee pads covered in thumbtacks. Mm-hmm. So they put on these knee these thumbtack knee pads and do a triple BTE trigger. On Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus. Jungle Boy, okay, Luchasaurus, Luchasaurus, uh, Luchasaurus, on top of that. There, um, in the end, there was a concerto that uh, they they kind of turn everything around, and then Christian Cage sets it up for a concerto, 
gives the chair to Jungle Boy, who does the concerto on Matt Jackson. Mm -hmm. One, two, three, pin, victory. Wow. Spot fest city. It was insane. I loved everything about this match. <laughs> I honestly thought like the super click was gonna find some way to cheat to win, and I th they I thought they did when they busted out those those knee pads. And no, Jungle Boy's ascension continues, ladies and gentlemen. Jungle Boy mm -hmm. continues to go up, and eventually we are going to see Adam Cole versus Jungle Boy one on one, and I want that more than we've already seen that. Yeah, but we saw that like three weeks ago on Rampage. Bigger stakes. Okay, there's. I think you, there's got to be something there because they keep I, they fought each other, but like I feel like there's more to that that will be coming for those two. You feel like it's got to be like in a title hunt of some sort. Either one of them has the title, or they're vying for number one or something, right? One of those two is going to be the next TNT champion. I'm calling it now. Okay. To me that makes sense although i think cole might not be in that title line personally but oh, you think he's gonna be for the big end because kenny's out oh, oops you son of a bitch man everybody oh, knows come on now everybody know everybody knows but i think he'll be in line i'm i might okay we'll talk about that in a second we'll circle but we're gonna put a pin in that okay let's get back to our stuff because as you see here we all got a point for that we all got it right so we all got wrong. Next match. We all got it wrong because we all picked oh, uh, Super Click. So that's right. Yeah. No it, perfect it card. Changed. Ladies and gentlemen. I don't know. Yeah. It, it, no it, perfect card. Right. Which you were, you just kept going off when we were picking on Friday. Like, perfect card. Perfect card right here. Perfect card. I mean, Megan yeah. had the potential, you know. She was the closest. She was the closest. Absolutely. So. This next match is going to determine our champion. We're going to, we're going to keep giving you our picks. Well, you know, until it's final, final. But in all reality, it comes down to this: if Megan gets the point, if not, we we keep going. Yes. So let's we see. keep going, and then then there's a tie that we have to go to the tiebreaker at the end because we're the exact. Which same I'm going to talk about here. So, all right. So after this, we had Cody Rhodes <laughs> and Pac versus Malachi Black and Andre El Idolo, and Man, can I just say something? The entrances for this match were amazing. <laughs> if anything. Yes. If I say anything, just the intros. I mean, Pac just had the regular one, but Cody and Malachi for sure. <laughs> sorry, and Andrade's, man, I love his black mask and how he, he does all that. It's so mm -hmm. good. This match was surprisingly very, very good and very good good story wise not i knew that in the ring it was gonna be fine but the story that they were able to do so quickly with a match that literally just thrown together on dynamite very well done um cody rhodes and Pac end up getting the w versus malachi black and andrade el idolo so megan gets a point i get a point jj doesn't get a point so at this point i am in sole possession of second place And and there you see it. Me and Jamie are both now officially eliminated. So we'll get to the we'll crown her when it's whatever. But I'm with you too. First of all, Malachi's new mask just thick, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. very dark, very evil. It's it's oh, even Danhausen said it was very nice, very evil. <laughs> it's very very evil. So. It's uh, it's very, it's almost devilish, you know. It's got the big old horns now, the 
very, very menacing. And his entrance was just stellar stuff. It's just every time I see it, it gets better. Like, like, we didn't get to see him. He didn't actually get to perform on All Out. So we didn't get to see it live, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I would love to see it because he's got a bigger ramp and it's much more thematic production. There are a lot of people who are doing a lot bigger kind of, you know. I think that that's a good thing to do on the pay-per-views. Down can't have everybody have like a WrestleMania entrance, right? But you got a, a few here and there, right? Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. the Lucha Bros had the big one at All Out, you know? Malachi seemed longer here, you know? And, it, you know, there were a few others during the pay-per-view that had some big, uh, in, in, you know, I, I dig it. I think it's cool, so. Yeah, this match had some good spots in it. Like, damn near right off the bat, Cody gets hit with a black mass, and he's just, like out of commission <laughs> for like half the match. <laughs> before that, before that, you had you had Pac and, and Cody blind taking each other in back and forth, which was that storytelling I was talking about. Like they had that animosity towards each other, mm-hmm. and then even Andrade and and Malachi had that like for te- a brief yeah for a little for bit too they did as well. and then they were like, okay, we know what we're doing, we're fine. I think with Malachi and Andrade, you you can you can foresee that because they're heels. This is people who are they're 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 bad people naturally, right? Mm-hmm. So they're not going to always coalesce because at the end of the day, they both want to be the victor of all things. So yeah, I get that, but you know, I mean, but Pac is basically the same thing too. Pac is so not a face, but kind of a face, right? <laughs> Yeah, he's he's so. definitely a tweener. Um, I mean, there was there was some good stuff. Um, Pac hit that nasty four fifty. Oh, that thing was mm-hmm. so pretty. Ooh. It oh, there's just so many. I tried to I tried to gave one of the best. Uh, uh, you know, Trace Amigos, of course. You know, he absolutely did, and of course he did the shoulder shimmy. Everything did the shimmy. Oh. Like again, another Eddie Guerrero. Like this, this just had everything you wanted. Um. I love the 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 flurry at the end when Andrade got hit with like the poison rana, then got hit with a, the black arrow for the win. Um, mm-hmm. by Pac. I yeah, mean, like that was sick. That poison rana or the the, sp- the reverse spike DD, uh, the spike Kirk and rana. They call it a poison rana now on TV. So I'm just gonna you call it that. poison rana. It's been called a spike rana before too. Yeah. I think I, I think it's either or. I don't know. It's, it's what it looks kick ass. That's all I know. Um, and then that black arrow looked great again. Um, great match, great storytelling. Honestly, uh, it surprised I like me. Pac getting the pinfall too, because if you look at this match, you have the three people who are in a feud and Pac, right? Mm-hmm. Although Pac's kind of in a feud with Andrade ish, right? Yeah. You know, but that's more about the Lucha Bros than him. So it's good for him to get the pinfall in this too, because it's like he should not be left by the wayside in anything. No. He is too damn good. He is. And it, the crowd was in on it. They were honestly cheering for for Cody for a little bit too. Like they got on him early, but then they started cheering they him did. towards the end, which is great for Cody. Cody actually oh, just we... recently deleted his Twitter because of all the all the trolls there on there just bashing the shit out of him. Also, yeah, which I think, you know, you are you are hell you are hell bent on this whole code lander stick, which is not going to stick. By the way, code lander is um, sticking. I'm not the only one who said on the on the internet. Okay, all right. <laughs> I haven't seen a trend yet, so we'll 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 see. But I think that that's the that, that's the whole thing. Is like I don't believe it's going to go down in in the same way, right? Uh, but regardless. 
And I don't, I don't, you know, I don't get people's necessary hatred towards Kenny. I have more of an annoyance. Like I've said, he is AEW's John Cena, love it or hate it, right? Yeah. Don't be like that to him. Come on, leave, you know, you know, the, the IWC could be a great place, but it's more often than not, just, it's a little bit too toxic, so... You know, I don't think people should read too much into that either, too. He just needs to get away from noise. So, cool beans. But we know this from, from firsthand from when we were at Dynamite a couple weeks ago. It is not 90-10 hate towards Cody. Like, it's very much split. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I thought that was cool. So, that gives uh, the point to both Faulkners, as we said. So we're going to go through the last four matches here, which are all the same picks. So you'll just, I'll just, I'll just be updating these here. I'm not going to go through it because whatever one of us gets, we all get this difference here is going to be the same at the end. Mm. So uh women's title match was next. Tay Conti versus Britt Baker. Tay Conti had a little extra special intro coming in. She had a, a Brazilian American flag and war. She looked great, by oh, the way. Yes, her did. hair was done amazing with the braids and the big braid in the middle. Gave her this like this like kind of like Aztecan warrior look. Amazonian because she's Brazilian. Amazonian. Am, there you go. And then she even had like this like cro- like Brazil colors like the green, blue, and yellow across her eyes. You know, and she she looked she looked apart and you could tell you could see it in her eyes when she was coming down there that this is this is the biggest match she has ever wrestled in he was never given anything near a shot like this i don't even know if she was even on a takeover no maybe one in one of those like bunch matches maybe yeah on the pre-show but so anyway so this is huge night for her she comes out first. Britt Baker comes out. Same old, you know, same big, big, big DMD pop and all the good stuff. So they get to it. Of course, you got Jamie Hader, who was a little, little sore from before, and Rebel, uh, who Rebel. <laughs> you you call her whatever you feel like. Rebel. Uh, so they come out, of course, and then we get going on the match, and I think get right to it. Tay starts off hot. They're going for it, and. For the most part, and you don't really have interference in the first third at all, right? So they're going for it, and it's a very good kind of cash can back and forth between the two. And this is probably Tay's best match that I've ever seen her as well. It's her biggest match, but it's also, I think, her best match. She had a match against Nyla Rose. Uh, back in during the pandemic when they were had, I think it was the previous tournament. Yeah, the Eliminator tournament. Yeah. The previous Eliminator tournament that she was, it was like the semifinals and she was excellent. In. Mm-hmm. I think she was better in this match. I agree. She pulled in new moves. She pulled in some great stuff. Britt Baker was consistent, which is not a shade in any stretch of the imagination because she is the champion for a reason. She is very well versed. She can go in different directions, give, take all wonderful uh but uh brit uh tay and if you follow any of the vlogs you will know that tay's been wanting to add some ariel to her arsenal she's good friends with sammy guevara so they've been kind of doing a little bit training bits and they've shown some of it on the vlog that she's been doing some top rope moves so she did a nice big top rope crossbody young boy's favorite yeah and 
And then she did a pretty damn good looking moonsault out to the uh, outside. Now she was trying to take out all three of Britt Baker's uh, uh, you know, conglomerate. Britt gets out of the way, but she does take out Jamie and Rebel or Rebel, Rebel, uh, right there, and <laughs> leads to leads to Britt uh, getting the glo- getting the glove put on her hand by rebel or rebel and rebel devilishly laughing into the screen for what felt like an hour and i don't know why that's one of my highlights of this match but it is it was great but then there was a a series of back and forth near falls pins she kept trying to get the lockjaw on couldn't get it and i legitimately thought for a couple times there just like with mira i thought she was gonna win it i go holy shit tay's actually gonna win this thing yeah she, but she doesn't. Yeah, she gave <laughs> she gave us that that false sense of hope. I mean, it was it was more than I imagined with some other ones. Like some of her other defenses, like against Chris Statlander, I never really thought Statlander was going to pull it off. There's a brief moment there where I'm like, he's actually going to get this. Holy shit! And but she didn't. Britt ended up getting the victory. Uh, but a very good showing by uh, by uh, Tay. I think this does set up. Like we've all been suspecting, like it's been rumored. I think it's going to be, you know, it's got to be Thunder Rosa to take the belt off of Britt. Yep. I don't think, as much as I love Ruby, a Ruby, I don't think it's her. I don't see Statlander. I don't see Rose, Nyla Rose. I think it's got to be Thunder Rosa to take the belt off of Britt. And then we can go in all sorts of directions, right? Or it's the return, return of one Maki Ito. I mean, Mesa Riga is, is here, so why not? <laughs> Mesa Riga is here. That is true. I mean, so what do you, what do you, I mean, what do you think about the match and, you know, the, the, is it Thunder Rosa? Yeah. It's, well, unless Thunder Rosa's TBS champion, unless they're setting her up well, for okay. TBS. Let's do this. I know this isn't really part of the pay per view, but real quick, who do you think will be, of the, of the eight women remaining, who do you think will be TBS champion? Thunder Rosa. You think it'll be Thunder Rosa? I don't see anybody else no. beating her for it. I think it'll, I think it'll be Ruby. You think so? Yes. Or do you think they're going to get to Jade as the Dark Horse? I don't think they're, they're going to get to Jade. I think they're going to have Jade beat Rosa. Oh. I think they'll have Ruby much like, and here's why, much in a similar fashion how Jericho was the first AEW champion. Mm-hmm. Ruby Soho, who is a recognizable face from out from, for women's wrestling, give her the TBS title on your new channel. Thunder Rosa is the number five ranked PWI insider. I under, wrestler. No, I'm not. Ta- I'm not talking about. Okay, as much as I love Ruby, is Thunder Rosa a better wrestler than Ruby? Yes, and a bigger name at this point. For AEW, well, it depends. For AEW, yeah, but if you're that's the 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 people as a whole, here are these two women. Which one do you recognize? Like, oh, that that, that chick with all the tattoos. Yeah, fair. I, so that, I don't know. that's why I think they'll do it. I, 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 first of all, I think she deserves it. Everybody knows I'm a huge Ruby fan, but I just I have a feeling that they're not going to give her the TBS title, Thunder Rosa, because they want to have her be in the feud with Rip Baker. Yeah, because if you don't do that, once again, who else would take the belt off of Baker that you feel would be as deserving to take it off her? Sheeta? No. 
Nyla Rose, Jay Cargill, Bunny, Anna Jay. They could build somebody. They could start something. I don't know. I, 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 I think I think I think it's I think it's Thunder Rosa. I also think that's gonna be and I'm going wild fan I know we're way off topic here. Yes. I'm sorry guys. I'm going wild fancy booking island. That's gonna be your show ending main event for uh um Revolution. Oh. Rebellion. Revolution. Revolution. I had it. God damn it. <laughs> All these wrestling companies with similar name papers. That's going to be your finish event. for. That's going to be your headline. Hmm. I'm, I'm just calling it. That's, that's what I see. So, all right. Interesting. Next match was one of my contenders for match of the night. Really? Without question. Without question. Yeah. I mean, it was really good. You know, but I'm like, I don't know if it was match of the night quality, but... It, I uh, think this was better yeah, than MJF and Darby. <laughs> I personally do. I think it was. So this is CM Punk versus one Eddie Kingston. Wow. That's I mean, you're not wrong. Like I'm like, <laughs> do you think so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it kind of is up there. So well, I, I bought into this a week and a half before you did too. So anyway. Yeah. So CM Punk ends up getting the win, but damn it. Eddie showed out and showed out hard. And honestly, like this is the thing that got me the most about this. Hard is a great word. This is use right now. This is the thing that got me the most. People were booing CM Punk because everybody wanted Eddie to Unbel- I have never seen Eddie I seen Eddie get over, but not in not at the expense of like CM Punk of all things. And somebody and somebody <laughs> referenced this too. Rock versus Hogan, WrestleMania 18. Yes. Yes. Started out booing the Rock, and by the end, they're chanting, Rocky, 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 Rocky. You know, it's one of those things, you know. It's same setup. And, man, like... Because they weren't really booing Punk. They were booing the situation, CM Punk. Yes. And CM Punk was great, though. Oh man, no clobber in time. Straight to business, mm-hmm. right? Straight out to business. And he even had he had like uh he didn't even have his regular trunks. He had like boxer shorts on, yeah. and he was taped up, you know, with uh, you know the extra. It not only did it look and feel, it felt like a heavyweight like fight, like a cage wrestling, like a cage boxing MMA kickboxing fight. Yeah. And, it did. and before the match even started, freaking Kingston nails him with that spinning back fist and just knocked him out cold. Like, man, if, if there's a bell, bing, bing, he would have won. And everybody like, what the fuck just happened? You know? Like, uh, yeah, which would have been amazing. Was... But no, this thing had everything. Like, it had that. It had CM Punk hitting the five moves of doom. Five moves of doom and throwing up the I hand know. for the five-knuckle shuffle. And then just throws the, the, the birds at him. And... This so many birds. Oh, there's the three amigos he did too. CM Punk did the three amigos, but CM Punk was massive, massive. Eddie, he's he's always said he was one of his biggest influence. Yeah, like oh my goodness, like we had the crowd was the crowd was hype. The crowd talk about the crowd for a sec. That crowd was lava hot for this match, like. Again, it was a pro Kingston crowd, which surprised the hell out of me because it is the CM Punk, which maybe this turns CM Punk into the CM Punk that we all want. 
you know. He's been flirting with that. I he mean, he's been flirting is. with the kind of yeah, the short-tempered pumpkin. I mean, yeah, but I mean, it had that like that crowd was just all over this they match, were, though. Oh, from the start, they were just amped, and the electricity. Maybe that's partially why I was so into it too, because it's like that infectious energy. You could tell they were just. It's kind of like kind of like during the, uh, the 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 cage match at All Out between Lucha Bros. Like the we were in the we were in the crowd and the whole crowd the whole time we were just everybody we didn't sit down we were all just amped the whole time. So that's the way this felt. It was like that infectious. Just oh my god, so good. So sorry. No, it, this match though. Whoo boy. Yeah. Again. So this thing had everything you wanted. Everything you wanted out of it. Eddie looked strong out of it. CM Punk looked strong. Like, I feel like this feud is far from over. I hope to God it is. They need to continue it after this because at the end, CM Punk went to shake Eddie's hand and Eddie just is like, nah, and just walked off. Um, This is another one, too, where we talked about earlier. You could do this, could be a pin situation. You could put a pin in this. You could revisit this at like New Year, right? Or you can revisit this, you know. You know, at Jacksonville when before New Year's, right? Yeah. Or you can, or you can, or you can come back in two weeks when they're back in Chicago. Hello. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because they don't go to Chicago enough, you know. But my goodness, this thing had everything you wanted. It was a lot of fun. Go find this match and watch it. Yes, that's my word. Yes. Do I think this is match of the night? Not quite. <laughs> no. Unfortunately, <laughs> I mean, it was good. It was real good. For me, for me, it's a very close second. I'm going to put it that way. Uh, it's tied. And for I know you, 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 you like, you can like the other one better. It's fine. No, no it's you, right. Cause you, the crowd is, is tied for second. I'll give it that. Okay. It was a different type of match, but anyway, it was, it was fair. Yes. Speaking of a different type of match, <laughs> next we had a Minneapolis street fight, which I was trying to get to earlier, but I didn't get around. So you had Inner Circle versus America's Top Team and Men of the Year in a Minneapolis street fight. What is a what is a Minneapolis street fight? You might ask, Jay, because I've heard of other like Philadelphia street fights, right? Yeah. You know. I've, you know, I've heard of, you know, different types of, like, city theme. I've never heard of a Minneapolis street fight. Oh, I'll get there. Just hold on one second. So, coming out, Dan Lambert's wearing a velour tracksuit. Blue tracksuit. <laughs> Looks like a giant Right blue velour. I mean, I don't even... You look looking like Cedric the Entertainer from 2004. I don't know what's going on here. Good so... Right. Um, <laughs> um, but they come out and starts off as a regular wrestling match. Too much to my surprise. I thought it was gonna go bing bonkers. Let's just fucking go, right? Yeah. No, no. They start off as a regular five on five match, and the highlight of that first little salvi was definitely Junior Dos Santos. Hundred percent. He looked good. He did a fucking moonsault. Yes, and landed it. <laughs> I mean, standing he, and everybody says he, standing moonsault. A standing, yeah, sorry, a standing moonsault too. And everybody says that he is he is such a good, positive person, open to learn. You want, you know. And I was like, he, he can if he wants to do this, do this. Because I, 
I'm not a big fan of people doing the whole, like, oh, now I'm going to come over here. Because it's usually shit, right? We talked about this back when we had celebrities appearing this past summer in AEW. Mm -hmm. Although Shaq wasn't terrible. Um, Snoop Dogg, not so much. You know, but... He, 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 I liked, I liked this, and he can do it, and he's got the look and the size, and he, he was great. Then, of course, you had, okay, it was a Minneapolis street fight because it involved all. There was like like tubs of things and stuff under the ring. It was all things that were created or invented in Minneapolis, which is not one hundred percent true because. It's also things that are very popular in Minneapolis as well. Minnesota is often calls themselves the state of hockey. It's the biggest hockey state in America. Yeah. Um, it, it probably only is because North Dakota has like a, a tenth of the number of people. But I digress. Yeah. And, um, you know, go UND. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's for my cousins up there up in in. in, in in North Dakota, but you know, the hockey sticks, and you had all these things that were loan behoves to everybody before the match were created or invented in in Minneapolis or Minnesota. And if you need if you need to know more information about that, don't you worry because Tony Schiavone is here to give oh you the God, history yes. lesson you so wanted to know. So this includes things like a toaster, toaster. And a bunt cake pan. And we got to get the explanation while they're being used as weapons why they're in this fucking match. The, the bunt cake pan got me. I was cracking my ass up when I saw the bunt cake pan. Especially because JR goes, stop the damn bunt cake. <laughs> <laughs> Which I needed that right at that moment because they were using a bunt cake pan. I got to hear JR say that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jericho, king of the cheap pop, gets a cheap pop by pulling out from under the ring a giant purple Prince logo. Yes, <laughs> and using it to to so you know swat them, which of course gets a purple rain chant. That was wonderful. Yes, um, there was a football, not because football was invented in Minneapolis or Minnesota, or that they've ever won a fucking Super Bowl, but they are. You know, there are pretty big fans of football up there with uh, their Vikings. And Sammy Guevara take, uses the football to break up a hold at one point. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, There's... It, got a little bit, it got a little bit ridiculous. Oh, yeah, it did. Real quick. But it comes down to the end that uh, there is uh, Jericho and Dan Lambert in the ring. Uh, Jamie does not get his lion team. I sure don't. First of all. I was very disappointed. You you wax poetic that it was going to happen. Nope. No lion tamer. We do, though, get a Chris Jericho frog splash. Yes. For Eddie Guerrero. That's how. For Eddie Guerrero, which, you know, he's... And if, if, for those of you who are not in the know, they are very close. They, you know, spent years on the road in WCW. And anyway... So, very emotional for Jericho. Gets the pinfall over Dan Lambert. That's your victory. A Minneapolis street fight. It was... Kind of a ridiculous concept. It was fun. <laughs> I think I think my my two most memorable pieces out of this was Sammy's swanton off the ladder onto um, oh. the uh, the table. I thought that looked absolutely phenomenal. 
Um, it was like a 35 foot ladder right on Ethan Page. It was. It was beautiful. Or, or was it Scorpio? It was Scorpio. Scorpio, because then Ethan Ethan Page got the Iron Claw from none other than Minnesota wrestling legend, 81 year old Baron Von Ratchke. I forgot about Baron. Yeah. They just put it on him. Like they showed him before the match. I'm like, oh, he's going to get involved. Like, it's just one of those things. Like, Somebody's getting clawed. Absolutely. Oh, it's the claw. It's the claw. It's going to get you. Um, sorry. That's a little liar, liar <laughs> reference for you guys. Um, but no, this, I like this match. It was fun. It was exactly what was needed at that point because of how intense yes. the Eddie Kingston CM Punk match was. Well, and this match falls in between. Kingston CM Punk and Hangman Omega. So you've got intense emotion. And then you've got the two two and a half year build up. Everybody's vested interest. You know, main event. So is it a ridiculous match? A little bit. 100%. But that's it's kind of very much once again, I'm making the comparisons to all out for a very good reason. Because they did a very similar thing in between CM Punk's return and the main event. They had that breakout match. It was it was big. It was big show just demolishing the um, whoever the fuck you know. QT Marshall and and his and his group of cronies. But same thing. It was a palate cleanser to get you ready for your main course. So yes, but before the main event, yeah. Oh sorry. Yeah, I was gonna say before the main event, two announcements that were made. So on Dynamite, before the show, on the pre-show or whatever, they showed a clip there that um, that um, Orange Cassidy was uh, challenged to a tag team match. And, you know, um, he, he's like, you know what? I think I'm going to choose another one of the members. What's that group we're in again? Yeah, Chaos. <laughs> okay, yeah, I think I'll choose somebody on from, 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 there, from that group, you know, to be my teammate. And they're like, oh, so he's going to make his announcement. And so the announcement was made at this point here that it's going to be, and I can't remember who they're wrestling. Remind me who they're wrestling. Uh, Matt Hardy Family Office. So the HFO, Butcher and Blade. That's right. Butcher and Blade against Orange Cassidy, teaming with not Okada. I know. Tomohiro Ishii. Almost as good. Almost as good. If you don't listen to our Thursdays, start that. But we're going to let you know. Uh, a new never open weight champion, Tomohiro Ishii. Yes, new never open weight champion. Big news. Thursday, we'll talk about that. And then the second announcement was Tony Schiavone on the stage. There is a new member to the AEW locker. Now, when he was standing there on that stage, who would you think this was? Initially, when he said that, before you even start digging into their background, he's like, there's a new member to the roster right now, somebody who's been around, they've been a champion in multiple places, blah, blah, blah. Initially, what did you, what did you think of, legitimately? Also, I thought Jay Lethal, just because everything going on with Ring of Honor, and there's been smoke about that. It was Jay Lethal. He stole my thunder there a little bit, but that's okay. Uh, well, he has <laughs> yeah, problem, Okay, so I didn't know, okay. See, I was thinking, because I was like, you know, Tony Khan always said, you know, big things coming, things coming. I didn't think it was Jay Lethal because I don't know. I just felt like Jay Lethal would be going 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 back to Impact. I don't know why. I just I didn't I didn't I didn't think of any of the Ring of Honor guys there. So I was trying to think of who it could be real fast. And I'm like, okay, it's not going to be Jonah. I know that Wyndham's not there. I'm like, who could champion everywhere else? And then 
Jay Lethal is all elite. So Jay Lethal. I'm a big Jay Lethal fan. He does. He's got okay. There's allegations that had lived in his past. You know that he sexually harassed people. So on. Allegations that I want to just say, for the official record, had been investigated and there was zero evidence found. No charges of anything had ever surmised. So, be that as it may, some people still hold a grudge against Jay Lethal for that stuff. Very similarly, has been done with certain pro athletes and other wrestlers as well. That whether they're guilty or not, they were investigated and nothing was found to have happened, or there was no evidence to pro- to back the claim, and it is what it is. Okay, so I just want to say that. Don't condone any of this by any stretch of the imagination. I know there are some people who will never, who believe Jay Lethal guilty until proven innocent. Mm-hmm. From all accounts, Jay Lethal, especially the past three or four years of his career, ever since he made the commitment to be the, the face of Ring of Honor, post AJ Styles, right, and everything, mm-hmm. everybody says that he is a number one, teach, you know, bring the young guys up, put the young kids over. He has been a huge supporter of LGBTQ plus wrestlers. Hello, Effie, for example. Yeah. I think it's great for any wrestling company. I've been a huge fan of Jay Lethal for years, all the way back to his Black Machismo days in TNA, but, you know, even more so moving forward. So I think it's great. And he immediately issued a challenge to the TNT champion, Sammy Guevara. Who comes out, belt in hand, and accepts the challenge. So this Wednesday, we get to see Jay Lethal just going right to it. Jay Lethal, Sammy Guevara, that should be a good match. That should steal the show. That should be your main event. I'm sorry. I know they got oh, stuff with man and everything. And and Kenny, you know, the fallout of the match we're getting ready to talk about. And, yeah, no, there's, yeah, that's gotta be that's, that's gonna be, it's gonna be so, so good. those were the those were the those were the big announcements you know we always get some announcements with only four pay-per-views a year you know you get a big announcement each one so that leads us into the main event numbers are still going as you see here we got one more tick to add for everybody one way or the other so yes jamie let's talk about the main event so the main event as you all are aware is none other than the champion of kenny omega <laughs> Going against Adam Hangman Page. And match of the night. Yes. Match, match of the night. Match of the year candidate. Far. I'm going to give it a match well, of the year candidate. I said candidate for sure. I was going to. Well, let's talk about the match and we'll talk about broad, bigger picture things like that. Yeah. So this match had everything and then some. The storytelling, the pace. It was a long match, but did not feel long whatsoever. I felt like I could watch those guys wrestle for another hour. Like, it was that damn captivating. And the outcome was, honestly, to be expected, in my opinion, and in JJ's opinion, and to the current (laughs) champion, uh, Megan. And, yes, Adam Hangman Page is your new AEW world champion. It's the way it was done. as a little bit surprising near the end there. Hundred percent. And this ending got the me. beginning. 
the beginning was great. There was a video package they kind of did. So I thought they're going to have Hangman come out on a horse. <laughs> so did I. I did too. I saw there was a picture from earlier in the weekend of him riding a horse, but they were actually shooting this video, this vignette. So it shows the streets of Minneapolis somehow cleared. I don't know. They shot it like at three in the morning, I guess. I don't fucking know. Probably. But they it shows this drone video going through the streets of Minneapolis. I didn't catch this live, but I did after it was retweeted out that during the kind of run through the thing, there was so many Easter eggs. I couldn't catch them all, but there's different Easter eggs all over the place about Hangman's past and this and that and different stables he'd been in, including there was a, a covered tunnel between over top of a street with the dark order running across it. Interesting. Little things. Remember, we have waxed poetically for months about this. Uh, there is a, a guy on YouTube you should go check out. Tranquilo, Tranquilo, Jamie will say it correctly. Tranquilo Club. Uh, he's on Twitter too, but he has, he started a YouTube channel. He's made some excellent videos Trinkio. that break down. Trinkio. Thank you. Thank Trinkio. you. <laughs> he's, he made some excellent videos breaking down the entirety of this, you know, and why this is probably the best long-term storytelling in the past decade, if not more of wrestling. So I love the, all the little bits there that you caught. And that's, that's before he came out and he started. And the, once the crowd was with them, Kenny Omega came out and to a big entrance as well. Mm-hmm. Big match, big fight feel. I definitely feel match of the year contender. It was just so damn good. But I want to talk about the end. And then we can, okay. we can talk about the meat. But the end was probably the part that got me the most because it kind of got me in the feels a little bit just because I am a New Japan homer, you know. And so the end was just... You know, Paige hits a one-winged angel on Omega. Like, that right there is like, oh, my God, he stole his finisher. Mm-hmm. And at that point, the Young Bucks come out right after that because he's able to kick out. I'm like, oh, here we go. They had been, they came out right before Right that, before. Actually. I'm sorry. Yes. So they came yeah. out, and I'm like, oh, here we go. Here we go. Oh, no. They're going to screw him, aren't they? Like, I totally Which thought they were going to screw him. Which is interesting because um, we we didn't talk about Rampage, but on Rampage this past Friday, there there's some there was a couple good match. It was a good match, and there was whatever stuff. It was go home show, but there was a super click promo that was interrupted by Hangman. Hangman wearing and once again, this is something my buddy Tranquilo Club pointed out, wearing the same shirt he wore when the Bucks had kicked him out of the Elite. Interesting continuity, but. He's like, oh, here we go, here we go. He goes, no, no, no. Here's what it is. You guys cost me a title, or I cost you guys a title. You cost me a title shot. The way I figure it, we're even. But if you guys come out and interfere on on Saturday, I'll make it my life's mission to ruin you and just leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so just, I want to put that put that in there. So keep going. Yeah. So for the continuity, I appreciate that. So bucks are out there and. Page gets up and he hits a buckshot lariat, goes off to the other side where Matt Jackson is, and him and Matt Jackson look at each other, and all Matt does is just nods. Like very subtly. You got it. Very subtly. Like, it's 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 your time. Is is approval. Like, like yeah. <laughs> Do it. And then he hits he hits a second um a second buckshot. One, two, three. He's your champion, but I thought that for continuity standpoint, because 
of how everything's happened with him, how they didn't think he was bullet club material. Didn't even think he was elite material and thought he was just a crony for him and all this good stuff and brought him into the elite, kick him out of the elite. And Matt is always, the funny thing is like, even when Matt and them were fighting, Matt always had a soft spot for him back in the day, you know? Right. So I love the fact that he had this approval thing. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what the ripple effects of that nod are. I was hoping they would do something with it on being the elite. They did not. Um, so I'm a little bummed that they didn't get into it. Spoiler alert, if you haven't watched Being the Elite, they didn't really get into it. But I think that they set some groundwork where they're going to talk about it next Monday. But it is because that's canon now. And I feel like this match served its purpose very, very well of this amazing story arc of Adam Hangman Page. And I am praying he has a very, very long title run and they don't just yank the title off him quickly because he deserves a nice six to eight month title run, two pay-per-views minimum. Well, yeah, I'm with you there. I think that he is. And once again, we talked to, you know, Tranquilo Club winning this even better, a lot deeper than we, we are going to right now. But, you know, they're definitely a built him up to be the face of the company from the very foundation of the company. Mm-hmm. And, even to the point where the pay-per-view that he won this title at was named after a bit that he did on BTE before all elite wrestling was a thing. Did you watch BTE a lot before all eight? Not as much as I do now. Like, I am on it. There was, there was a bit and where they were going somewhere, this and that, and it's like, it's Cody, the Bucks, and Hangman comes out, and he's wearing all of his gear. Now, this includes, of course, the noose. This gives you an idea about when it was, right? Because oh, yeah, yeah. he doesn't wear the noose anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> For a good reason. But they're like, what are you doing? You, you, you're sitting here, you're coming in your full gear? You know, yeah, they kept going full That's where the name full gear came from, in case anybody was wondering. You can go back, you can watch that BTE episode. But here's what I like about the whole Matt Jackson thing. And you're 100% correct on that. Nick was on the other side. They kind of, he kind of moved forward, moved back, moved forward, moved back, and then just kind of just backed up, right? Mm-hmm. So he was always noncommittal about all that. It was very much Matt who was the interested party in this. And we already have talked about the, the, the Mount Rushmore coming soon, right? We have already made mention of the, the pieces they have laid for Adam Cole and Omega to be at odds, right? Mm-hmm. You know, because they, why did they kill Adam Cole? Why did they, you know, beat him out of the Bullet Club on, you know, in Ring of Honor? Because he was a threat. Not he signed with WWE, but because he was a threat to Kenny Omega's reign. And so even now, the little things they did, you know, the Halloween match where, you know, <clears throat> Cole was going to do a thing, or, or, or sorry, Omega was going to do a thing, and then Cole distracts him, tells him to go over there, and then he does the thing with the bucks and the kiss and the you know camel clutch while Cole's watching from the corner. So they've been laying, sprinkling that seed, and this just gives you that further piece. So now, because the question that's going to be there is from Omega to Matt, why did you allow him to win? Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? You know, and so there's that wedge there. Dark Order came out afterwards too. Great little way to go to sign off. Came out, offered him a beer, 
he just took the beer, threw it aside, just wanted to hug, and they all hugged. And it was a very, a very heartwarming moment, mm-hmm. you know. Is like, like you said, we expected it, right? It wasn't a surprise, but it still felt great at the end of the day. Yeah, the payoff was well worth it, and absolutely. Again, match of the year candidate. I mean, there's been a lot of great matches that we have seen this year, and it definitely ranks up there. So, I mean, we'd have to rank them at the end of the year to see what we we would consider our match of the year. Spoiler alert! That could or, that may or may not be coming. Um, yeah, I know. Just saying, <laughs> but I, I I put it up there. I think that off the top of my head, I think the I think the ladder match or I think the the ladder match, I think the uh, the cage match from All Out was better, just because of what it was. And you know my you know my my proclivity towards spot fest, but I don't know, man. This. This is one of those matches I think that is going to sit there and be the, one of those watershed moments mm-hmm. in five, ten years, right? Kind of like how we, how you look back on certain matches. You may already made mention to one of them, talking about Hogan Rock, right? Mm-hmm. And then you've got you've got you got Rock Brock Rock Lesnar from uh, SummerSlam, whatever year that was. You've got um, Stone Cold and uh, Owen Hart. Um, yeah. God, you know, that H- that, that match fucked. <laughs> that match was yeah. so good. But you know, you've got um, HBK and Undertaker. Any right? You know, so there's you know certain matches that just you know are that, and this is definitely, especially for AEW, it's one of them. I think you can put this on a pedestal with the Britt Baker uh, Thunder Rosa Lights Out match, mm-hmm. and then. You know, there's maybe a few others you can put in there as well, but I think for sure this is one of those. This is that watershed moment. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was magnifique. Now, before we wrap up our standings, you see there, there's the standings. That's where we are. Boom! Megan gets the green box. She's your victor. Um, what did you think of the pay per view as all? Do you think this was the best pay per view they've done this year ever? Um, yes, no. Ever is a bold statement. Um, still, still, still of the year. This is their last pay-per-view of the year. There's you, been four you know, I mean, we were at All Out, and All Out was absolutely amazing. It was the first time CM Punk was actually wrestling in a ring, you know, in seven years. It had a lot of nostalgia there. It was an amazing event, but... Man, with the the payoff of this, MJF and Darby Allen and CM Punk and Eddie Kingston, honestly, like all three of those matches were grade A, amazing matches. I, I, it's hard for me to disagree with anybody who says this is the best pay per view. Mm-hmm. I'm with you there. I know that uh, I know my, my 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 one of my fraternity brothers, Alex, uh, and I were chatting after the the show was over and it's you're absolutely right it's it's hard for us being that we were live at one of them mm-hmm. no offense double or nothing revolution were great mm-hmm. these, these these two these two these two these two are the ones we're talking about okay yeah. it's either all out or it's or it's full gear okay so, so we were at all out so that's you know is that rose is that rose tinted glasses maybe Maybe, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know though, because you had probably the best tag team the best tag team match I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. There was a bunch of other matches. You had you had a pretty damn good women's match. I would say it'd be on par 
with the Britt Baker match from Full Gear, maybe a little bit below. I think Conti did a little bit better than Statlander. Mm-hmm. I agree. Also had, he also had a Battle Royal, which are always great to see. You know, Casino Battle Royal. Um, but then you did. You had the return, so you had the big emotional investment with the CM Punk, plus all the big groundbreaking thing. You know, Ruby Soho, A Ruby, it, you know, Adam Cole, Brian Danielson, the holy shit moments. Mm-hmm. The different type of exactly thing. So, if you're going from a wrestling it, standpoint, if you were asking, is this the best wrestling show? Yes. But is it the best show? Not necessarily, because that All Out had, like you said, all these oh my god moments and the the shock show, the, both Cole and Danielson show up within five minutes of each other. Like, it's insane. Like, that was insane. That was shock value and what it means for the company. But this pay-per-view was pure and artistic and storytelling galore and it it was a completely different style like it's just one of those things like do you like budweiser or do you like coors you know like it was one of those things like i mean some people are coors banquet people well you know what i mean like well i have i have i have a different analogy which you won't like okay all full gear is the white album Whereas All Out is Hard Day's Night. Yes, those are Beatles albums. I know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So White Album is highly considered as, and I know that Revolver gets some stuff, whatever. I'm not listening to you Revolver people right now. White Album is, is, is considered by a lot to be the best Beatles album, right? Mm-hmm. It's one of the best, if not the best. There would be no Beatles without Hard Day's Night. That is like that is like the, what made it. And I make that analogy. I know that's it's, it's not, maybe not the most direct, but All Out felt like the big statement. The we're not just TNA 2.0. We're not just WCW light. We are we are here. We are legit. It was one of those pay-per-views that people will always be talking about because this is the this is the moment from 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 this all out on is kind of the thing, right? Mm-hmm. I said watershed moments. That was it. This was like for the company. That's when they pivoted to to from the, the two lane highway to the to the six lane, right? This is where we're going all out. Hey, how good I did there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think as a wrestling company, this is probably the better wrestling pay per view. In total, I agree with. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a right answer. I don't think I don't think you can say yes or no either way. To be truthful, exactly. If I had to, if I had to pick one, I would probably go with All Out, just because of the big moments. Like I said, and you wouldn't get, you wouldn't get this full gear if you didn't have that All Out. Yeah, no, maybe not in the same capacity. No, I agree. I agree. Um, that's why I might give a slight edge to All Out, but. It, Again, like if somebody's like, "Oh, I like this one over the other one," I was like, "You're not wrong." Like it's one of those things. Like no matter how you mm-hmm. look at, it, you're not wrong. It's it's a win win situation yeah, for AEW. Yeah, you guys, you guys, let's know what you think. And speaking of slight edges, uh, as you see there, we've we've done it. There is a slight edge between uh, the scores. We have a nine to eight to seven. Megan is the victor. Sidebar for a second, because we did pick a tiebreaker as we always did, and I was once again 
one match off uh, either one of those if i if i change if I, my fortune would have been just a smidge different on one of those matches megan and i would have gone to a tiebreaker or well, what was the tiebreaker just for shits and giggles jj i'm so glad you asked because the tiebreaker was time for the omega page match now, we did this once again very judiciously everybody pick right down your things and show them all at the same time right so Megan chose 18 minutes and 22 seconds. Jamie, for whatever reason, is always within a few seconds of somebody. So he was at 18 minutes and 26 seconds. Mm -hmm. And JJ went long. JJ had a good feeling. This is going to be a longer match. I just feel it's too big of a story to tell in under 20 minutes. So I went 22-14. Now, it doesn't matter. But the match is 25 minutes and 11 seconds. So the first, the first time in God knows however long, I would have actually beaten Megan on a time, which I never do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But alas, congratulations to our champion, Megan Faulkner, for retaining her AEW championship belt. Raiding. Defending. But she already defended. She's not defending. You got your, your grammar is all Paul Heyman. Undisputed. I dispute all of this. AEW pay-per-view champion, Megan Faulkner. Now, for somebody who hates WWE as much as they do, you sure do pull in a lot of w modern WWE references. I, I'm just I saying. love Paul. There's a difference. Okay, all right. <laughs> I'm a Heyman guy. That's what I got to say? So, um, and ironically enough, we're going to be back next week with another one of these because SummerSlam is going on Survivor this weekend. Series, we will not, way, whatever. I, I don't even know what the fuck it is. I just know it's for the belt that I have and I have to defend it somehow. Uh, spoiler alert, next week's show is not going to be nearly as long as this because I'm Jamie's not watching it. I know that. No, um, but the FWO will collect and FWO will have all the belts. Every last belt will be in the FWO's hands. Uh, good for you. Megan still needs to win all four if you want that logo made. Hey, the the next uh, TNA or, or whatever Impact one's right around the corner, too. Actually, it is not. It's in January. So we have TakeOver. Okay, so we have uh, next weekend, we have Survivor Series. The first weekend of December is... In, uh, it's not even TakeOver anymore. NXT War Games. War Games! So... Um, so we have NXT and then January as I can't remember what exactly it is. I think it's like the eighth or something. It's the first weekend in January, maybe the fourth, um, fourth, whatever early in January is the next impact paper. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. comes around. We'll let's see what happens. Can she do it? Can she get a, get, get that new year's logo made for you guys? I mean, it's possible or. I could turn my fortunes around. I still got one belt right now. I still, I still got a shot. So we got, we have three out of the four. You, you collectively, yes, you. Do. We do but the bet, as you remember, was for an individual, not a faction. We are the Borg. We are one. Yeah, Star Trek reference. Yeah, suck on that. How did you? If you had Jamie Faulkner makes a Star Trek reference on your bingo board, you just won 2021 because 
Wow. <laughs> Jamie doesn't know much about Star Trek, but he knows about he the Borg. Jamie, no, Jamie is a big Star Wars fan. Uh, you know, I, hey, I am too. Hello, Star Wars tattoo, right? I but, got a lightsaber wow. on my desk, so, you know. Right, we are going way off the rails here, sure. so we're going we're gonna to call this a day. So you guys let us know what you thought of Full Gear. Give us your thoughts. Give us a comment. Give us a tweet. Give us a shout on online. Uh, we will be back on Thursday with our regularly scheduled weekly vlog. We're going to go over the all the fallout from Full Gear. Lots of stuff going on in New Japan. There's a bunch of other news going on. It's, it's one of those things around the big pay-per-views before and after. You seem to get everybody else going on with stuff. Mm-hmm. And news from Journey Pro. Yay. Lots and lots of great news from Journey Pro. So we'll be back on Thursday. Check us in for that. Next Tuesday, we'll have uh, another little shorter version of this type of thing with our pay-per-view thing. And then every Thursday from there on out, like we said. So, Jim, do you have anything else? Nah, man. This was a great show. I'm, I'm glad that we got to talk about it and share it with everybody. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We do appreciate it. Jamie, go ahead and take us home, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not down with Total Spot Fist, I got two words for you. And still. All right, guys. We'll see you on Thursday. Bye. Peace.